Blog Talk Radio. Tribune, merci beaucoup, au revoir. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Brushed up a little bit here. <laughs> and Mademoiselle, comment allez-vous? Uh, yeah, oui, oui, I'm fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> good. Glad everybody's feeling good for our Friday night. Alicia. Can't complain. Who's, Who's Alicia? We're going to shock you, croissant lait. Oh, boy. Can we go into another language? I think we're going somewhere. <laughs> Uh, uh, that means Alice get a cat off the table in French. Okay. Okay. Le Choc is a cat in France. Mm-hmm. Alice is her name. So you say, Alice, we're going Le Choc. It goes on way. Alice, get the cat off the table. And how many table. times have you had an occasion to use that phrase? That's the only thing I remember in French class. I mean, mm. from French class. That's it. <laughs> I don't know how that in my head, like in fifth grade. So was cat actually... Referencing a cat, or was no, it referencing something cat is else? Cat is le shock. I like the word le shock. Mm, mm, okay. So if you say le shock, it's le shock. I mean, a cat can anyway. be, you know, any number of things. Mm, mm, let me get into this rundown for y'all. Get something <laughs> else. We're gonna get into something else here. All right, what you got for us tonight, Kev? Mm-hmm. A lot going on as usual. Yeah, let's get into the Trump report. He's yeah. all in the news this week. Yeah, and on the kisser list, I'm quite sure. Yeah, we couldn't escape him this week. Hot topics. Unfortunately, this day, 9-11, family members, politicians gathered at dual 9-11 memorial services. Also, Texans J.J. Watt. Uh, on booze during moment of unity with Chiefs, and Trump busted again and on tape. Yes, he was. I hit it and quit it headlines, life without LVMH. Also, federal court blocks Trump's order to exclude illegal immigrants from census count. Um, also, report finds Amazon's own products are being flagged as fiker hazards. Ooh. The DOJ asked to defend Trump in rape, accuses defamation suit. What? And California wildfires burning out of control, unfortunately. Mm. Our cocktail of the week is the Reka Pims Cup. Okay. Mm. That's a mouthful. What's popping with Papa Didi? Our weird news. Of course, we have to lighten it up. Um, 62-year-old python laid seven eggs despite not being with male for two decades. Mm. Okay. This orderly goat takes over cop car and a runaway porta potty seen rolling down Route 66. <laughs> wow. 
I'm just saying with red wine, uh, what is normal? Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood rapper, the kiss it list, and the last word. Sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topic. All right, welcome back to the John Party. When you host Papa Didi, I'm here with Kevin. Hello. And red wine. Oh, swad, darling. Right. Ooh, that was the smooth sounds of Sade. And oh, cherish the day. And Coke Zero One being open to pour into smooth. Are they cognac. a new sponsor? <laughs> I'm wondering. This is my commercial. How did you oh, get ooh, it? My I'm just asking. You're talking about Sade. I'm talking about cognac. Did I step on your Sade advertisement? But she's gonna jump on my. This is the sound of you put him on the kissing whiskey room. being stirred with <laughs> a on the kissing room? Yep. Yeah. All right, y'all ready? Can we get, get back into the hot topics. Hot topic. All right. Uh, who's, who's first? I am. Oh, we'll get into it. This has been a somber day today for some people. A lot of people. Uh, family members. Politicians mm. gather at the dual 9-11 memorial services. This is the 19th anniversary. Mm. I can't wow. believe it's been 19 years. Where did years. time go? Almost 20 years. Yeah. Right. Another time frame. That was a oh. whole yeah. other time. It sure was. Some people that know each other now never didn't even know each other back then. That's crazy, yeah. Mm. They know each other now. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say a sad sound of bagpipes and the names of the 9-11 uh, did echo once more on Friday across Ground Zero. You guys ever been to Ground Zero? No, I have not. Yeah, interesting. I've never, no, been, I've never been down there. Um, as still mourning families and colleagues mark the 19th anniversary of this terrorist attack. The grim annual remembrance of the um, terrorist carnage on a sun-splashed September morning began 8.40 a.m. at uh, the 9-11 Memorial Plaza where thousands of relatives and guests were asked to socially distance across eight acres. Wow. Most in the crowd wore face masks as they gathered in lower Manhattan for the annual remembrance. A second memorial was held nearby with the names of 9-11 victims read aloud by participants after organizers of the official event opt to use a recorded um, recitation due to concerns about coronavirus. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, joining the usual local dignitaries at the somber Ground Zero service were Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden and his wife, Jill, along with Vice President Mike Pence, oh, God, and his wife, Karen, um, Governor Cuomo. Her name Cuomo, is Karen. Wife, Karen. Um, Governor <laughs> Cuomo, interesting. And uh, a few others, also Mike um, Bloomberg, also, Um Biden goes on to say, I'm not going to make any news today. He told reporters, he said, I'm not going to talk nothing but 9-11. It's a summer day. Cuomo approached family members to offer his condolences through a fence. And, no. Uh, goes on to say, unlike past years, there was no live reading of the 2,983 names of those victims killed um, you know, when the World Trade Center collapsed. Wow, that's a lot of people. Wow. Um, the Pentagon was attacked and the Flight 93 crashed after passengers fought back against 
They were hijackers. I have been to Spanksburg, Pennsylvania, Memorial Sector. Oh, okay. With the area where they... Mm -hmm. I still think they shot the plane down, but, I mean, they won't tell us that. We'll never know that. Mm -hmm. The plane went down, so... That's a lot of names. That's almost 3,000 people. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Um, Did did you um, check out um, a special or something on on, uh, TV, Papa? Well, they had something on today, um, mm-hmm. honoring certain people that made a difference. Uh, one guy with a red scarf who rescued a lot of people. They finally figured out who he was, and his mom was. Uh, oh, okay. His mom was there, and uh, one of the ladies that he saved, and it was very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barack Obama did the, uh, I guess you would call the eulogy of some type on him, mm-hmm. and bringing his name to light because he was always just a guy in a red bandana. Wow. Okay. But um, he was his name was revealed today. So he he and, passed, uh, but yeah, he helped he, a lot of people. Yeah, he, okay. He went down and, and I remember hearing about the guy in the red bandana. Because he kept going up to get people to that, after a while. Right. And it's the building when the building collapsed, it just, it just changed everything. You know? Wow. At least his his name will be remembered. Yeah. Yeah. The time to come. That's that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a very horrific day. Mm-hmm. Very I think most people remember exactly where they were. Yeah. When you heard what was going on, when mm-hmm. somebody said a plane just hit the towers in New York, mm-hmm. you were like, "What?" Yeah. I was in the car going to work, and I heard on the radio. And, and I was I, teaching a class at at my job. Uh-huh. And people were trying to look at it on the computers, which they were not supposed to be doing. Right. Right. And all of a sudden, I heard somebody screaming. In a hallway, and I thought, what is happening? I know, a lot going on. Yeah, Yeah, it was crazy. It's like we were under attack. That's what it seemed like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And that was back in 2001. Where were you when that happened, Papa Dini? Yeah. If you can say over the air. I was, uh,. I was knocking boots in a three (laughs) That's why I said if you can say. Oh, boy. Okay. No, I I had just woke up. I was working 311s. I really got in around 12 o'clock, 12.30, so I was crashed pretty hard, and I was due to work the next day. Mm. On Tuesday, Tuesday night, I worked overnight that night. Only night I worked overnight on Tuesday night. So I didn't have to go to work until Tuesday overnight, but I woke up. Somebody called me, you know, said, mm. look at TV, and I wow. and I cut it on. And after they, you know, People always, it seemed like everybody's story is that, Somebody called them when the first airplane hit, but then people was woke to wit- witness the second one hit. Right. So the second one came around when everybody was still wowing out, you know, wow, wow. And all of a sudden, looks like another plane is coming. And, you know, it's really hard to talk about because it was so real. So, right. yeah. But, um, yeah. so added to the other, other tragedies we've had in the world, you know, Normandy and Pearl Harbor and We've had some, we've had some unbelievable tragedies in the world, and that that one will soon. Although we, they people come out all the time, and they have a big, big to do about it, which is deservingly so. But after a while, like any other tragedy, it's going to find its place in the in the record books and, sure. and things like that, and it's just going to be another tragedy like anything else, because everything has been horrendous. Whether it's you know Pearl, Pearl Harbor, which, which was crazy. Storming the beaches of Normandy, which was, whew, you ever see footage of that? Oh, God, that was a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. They took over the Germans in, in, in France, though, but that was, 
Man, that was incredible. Anyway, mm-hmm. lighten it up a little bit. Uh, are you done with your... Uh... Oh, yeah. All right. J.J. Yeah. Uh, Watt, he's a defensive lineman on the uh, Texans. Let's hear that Watt on the booze during uh, moments of uh, unity with the Chiefs. Uh, don't fully understand that. Like prior to the kickoff of the 2020 NFL season, which was last night, the first game was between the Chiefs and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs in the Houston, Texas. Knowing that the Kansas City Chiefs are the champions of the world, they won a Super Bowl last year with my homeboy, Mahomes. His name is my homeboy. Everybody oh, called really? him. Yeah. All right, uh, on Thursday, both teams uh, stood together for a moment of unity as the league players continued to highlight the quest for racial justice. However, fans began booing, and the fans were, like, equally spaced. There were fans in there, but everybody was all spaced out, but the fans went around the field. I guess they're kind of going to – going by, by the middle of the season, they'll be packed again because people are going to go see their football. I don't give a damn. Sure. They may not go baseball or whatever uh, – However, fans began booing when players and coaches stood the length of the uh, field arm-in-arm and a public address announcer called for a moment of silence to support uh, racial equality in the country with the two teams connected by uh, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, Boy Mahomes, and Texans uh, quarterback uh, Deshaun Watson. Okay, most of nearly 16,000. In attendance, cheered when the moment uh, concluded and the teams returned to their sidelines. Some booed while the teams lined up in unity. And um, Houston defensive end, J.J. Uh, Watt, who stood next to Watson, found a negative aspect of the crowd reaction confusing. You know, I guess, you know, Trump crowd is out there, you know. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do. Yeah. Everybody else is, you know, pissing and they farting. Or anything you do to be opposite is so sad. The moment of unity, I personally thought was good. Uh, what said by NFL Network after Houston uh, lost to the uh, Kansas City Chiefs 34 to 20. I mean, the booze during that moment was was unfortunate. Um, I don't fully understand that. He said uh, there was a uh, no flag involved. You know, making a joke. There was nothing uh, involved other than two teams coming together to show unity. I guess. People said boo because they don't want to see them, you know, right, giving nice. love in the yeah, beginning. Nice. They'd rather see people, maybe it was a sports thing, because you want to see before, before a game no, start or boxing match. Oh, no, I ain't, you know me. I'm not a narrative changer at all. <laughs> the haters I can't even believe, Red Wine, you said that. That's what I flag mm-hmm, you on. Mm-hmm. You're the king of narrative changes. Maybe they met the professor's the best. That's Red Wine. That's my person. Was that pretty good? Red wine? <laughs> no. Uh, anyway. Maybe they meant to uh, That's red wine. Anyway, I don't mean that at all. What what I was saying is that before I was rudely interrupted by the red wine peanut gallery was the fact that uh, they probably didn't like, usually when boxers about the box, you know, people want to see brawl look. Mm-hmm. And when they saw all this love in the beginning, they just, come on, I didn't come here to stuff, you know, cotton ball boxes for Johnson & Johnson or something, you know what I mean? So it was just too soft for them. So anyway, when everything calmed down at the end of the day, everything. But but Watt was saying he don't believe it, you know. And and, and they're trying to set a, a new a new level of it, you know. They're trying right. to get people to really get off the thing that Trump was doing when he changed the narrative yeah. and everything. Oh, they're kneeling down. They don't love their God. They don't love their. Ah, they hate the military. They hate the flag. 
you know, and his his bozo followers are believing everything he says, like a cult, mm-hmm. you know. So anyway, but that was the whole gist of that. And uh, yeah. JJ Watt's a good dude. You know, he raised a lot of money for the uh, mass hurricane they had, and okay. good dude, good dude. And all three of his, of all three of his brothers, okay. they all play football. Wow. And now they're yeah, big sponsor. They're a big mm-hmm. sponsor for um, mm-hmm. Subway sandwiches and the whole families in one commercial. So. Oh, okay. They all get so paid. JJ Watt, I'm not mad at him. All, mm-hmm. all three of them play for the NFL. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, he was just trying to understand what was, what the heck was going on. One place for the Steelers, I think the other one plays for the 49ers, maybe. Or? It's a win win all the way around. Somebody going to win. <laughs> exactly. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did think that that was just rude. They were just trying to show both teams together. We're just trying to show oh, that okay. we are all in solidarity yeah. against racism and hatred of people just because they don't. I mean, well, let's just be plain, just because they're not white. Mm hmm. And there were some folk up in the stands that started booing. And I was like, you know what, y'all are some hateful people. If yeah, you're mad, I mean, what do you want them to do? Be out there, like, trying to rip each other apart at the beginning? Well, they probably didn't want to see so much love. It's a football game. Yeah, you know? they, 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 see, they read the bump heels and all, all that. Yeah. 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 So, so, but they shake hands at the end. Why can't they be civil at the beginning, too? Oh, Rich, uh, fine. Why don't we give them off? I guess after a while they say, okay, let's just get some down to some football. We ain't got time for this political. Yeah. Sometimes political stuff just gets into everything. And it's just, you know, that was just their reaction. Everybody got their own mm-hmm. opinion, their own reaction. Yeah, we do. So this is a free world, so, mm-hmm. you know, folks can do what they want to do. Okay. Leave it at that. They just got tired of sitting through the blackness. You had the, the two <laughs> ladies that sang the national anthem. Look, Papa Diddy you know? said it in a nutshell. There you haters. go. There you go. They got two. Racist haters. Hold up. You had two black girls singing the national anthem. Then we had to see this other stuff going on. <laughs> then they had to be clamped now, by the arms. Now by you, y'all. you got Black Lives and Matter. And then, um, what's her name? Uh, with, oh, shoot. What's her name? Alicia. Didn't she sing something? I thought she sang something. I don't know. It was recorded. Didn't she sing? Um, yeah, you know, I asked you, I asked you to record that for me, and you messed that up, so I really didn't get a chance to see that. Well, I don't know. Remember, I was, on, I was on the road, come back to the studio, and I told you to record a game, and I came in, and the young ladies were singing. You caught the middle of them singing. You miss Alicia Keys, so you, but now you're talking about Alicia Keys when you mess up the recording. I don't understand how you're doing that. Well, I saw it, so perhaps you didn't watch the correct Well, I was out in the rain driving back from up north and Anywho, just asked you to Alicia do something Keys for me. Alicia Keys sang Lift Every Voice. Oh, did she really? Well, it's not on the recorder. Check it on YouTube. You just probably didn't YouTube. look at the right one. No, there you were three different right. recordings. <laughs> Oh, uh, we're going to find right. Alicia Keys. We're going to find a Papa. Anyway, there were three different recordings. Yeah, so I think people are going to be tired of all that blackness. Yeah, that's what they it They were like, yeah, they said, yeah. when you Alicia yeah, like Keys started off, you had two black girls doing the national anthem. Yeah, they You know, they, then they you had all these well. black people. Then, then you got yeah. black, black up in the well, that's okay. And, and, and the guys, and they were like, come on, come on. It's the blackness. Keep on. I knew I wish I had that song uh, so I could play it. Uh, uh, but speaking of racist haters, let's talk about your boy 45. Come on, come on. I One of the instances. We have him all through the news this week, and I apologize, but that's what was happening this <laughs> yeah, week. So I'm sure by now everybody heard about Bob Woodward's uh, interviews that he did for his book Rage, mm-hmm. where he interviewed 45. 
who foolishly agreed to be interviewed, but, you know, he was looking, I think, to be immortalized in this book, and he probably hoped and thought that Woodward was going to, like, prop him up and make him look like he was the, uh, what's that book he, he did? On himself, something, some kind of genius. Who, Doug Trump? Trump. What was that book he did called? Something. Stable Genius. Oh, my God. Remember when he kept calling himself a stable genius? Yeah, I read that book where he got in there pissing yourself with black pants on. Nobody will know. Oh, my I read God. That. I read that. Oh. Anyway, so, uh, of course, Bob Woodward is a, um, you know, well-known veteran uh, reporter. He's okay. the one who cover Watergate. Okay. So this is not some new fly-by-night reporter, so I think that's why Trump was so enamored with this whole interview and thought, oh, Bob Woodward wants to interview me. And he just got caught up. So these interviews took place from December of 2019 into late July of 2020 in the Oval Office at Mar-a-Lago and over the phone usually, or not usually, sometimes after 9 and 10 o'clock at night. And sometimes uh, Woodward said Trump would call him unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. So he would just, like, maybe just feel like talking or wanting to tell him something, and he would just call him up. Mm-hmm. So throughout the interviews, Trump was clearly worried about how he would be portrayed in the book. So sometime he lobbied Woodward saying, um, it would be an honor to get a good book from you. But most of the time, he said Trump was just suspicious, and he said, you're probably going to screw me, aren't you? And he said, yeah, you know, that's just the way it goes. Mm. This is Trump talking Mm. to Woodward. You're probably going to screw me, but, you know, I know that's just the way it goes. And sure enough, (laughs) Woodward didn't screw him. He screwed himself. Yeah. So when Woodward returned once again for one of the other subsequent interviews, um, Trump had been previously fixated on all these photographs he had, a lot of them with Kim Jong-un. Mm-hmm. You know how he loves Kim Jong-un. Right. So when he came back for one of the other interviews, Trump was still talking about these photos, and he insisted on giving Woodward a poster-sized print of Trump and Kim Jong-un. Mm. <laughs> so he gave it to Woodward and told him, this was my only one. Mm. And he said, I don't know why I'm giving it to you, but I want you to have it. But this is my only one. Mm-hmm. And then he told somebody, look, go get a rubber band or something, because if you fold it, you're going to ruin it. So get one what? of those things to put around it. So he's just going on and on about this poster-sized picture of him and Kim Jong-un. Uh-huh. So then Trump started bragging about how he's number one on Twitter. He said that um, the truth comes out to be that while Trump is the highest-ranking current world leader on Twitter with more than 85 million followers, he is actually ranked 7th overall. And guess who rates higher than he does? Oh, boy. The, um, his, his butt boy? No, Barack Obama. Ooh, he can't say that. Obama. He can't say Barack it. Obama ranks first. Now, Trump claims he's number one, mm. but in reality, Barack Obama is first overall with more than 122 million followers. So then Trump also mentioned to Woodward that he also has a top spot on Facebook, and he said that CEO Mark Zuckerberg had told him that when Mark Zuckerberg came to the White House. Mm-hmm. But fact check, turns out 
Not true. Trump is not in the top 50 most followed Facebook pages. Mm. He has about 31 million followers, but he is eclipsed by soccer star Cristiano Ronaldo with his fine self, Mm -hmm. Shakira and Justin Bieber, among others. Obama is also ahead of Trump with 55 million followers. Mm -hmm. So Trump's got 31 million on Facebook, but Obama's got 55 million. So once again, Obama's crowd was bigger. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. Yes, it was. So, I mean, there was a lot of things that they talked about, but one of the other things that um, Woodward asked him was, does he spend much time alone with Dr. Fauci so that he can learn more about the coronavirus? Mm -hmm. And Trump said, and I quote, yes, I guess, but honestly, there's not a lot of time for that. Uh, This is a busy White House. We got a lot of things happening. And then this came up. Oh, Lord. So he, he, he doesn't make a lot of time to educate himself from someone who actually knows <laughs> what they're talking about. Oh, boy. So then on Thursday morning, uh, which is yesterday, Trump tweeted that Woodward had my quotes for all these months, and if he thought they were so bad or dangerous, why didn't he immediately report them in an effort to save lives? Didn't he have an obligation to do so? No, because he knew they were good and proper answers. Oh. And that's when I pretty much was like, okay, somebody gives me a stomach distress bag because I'm going to be ill. Is he just retarded? Or what? Yeah, now you're trying to put the blame on a reporter? <laughs> now, when he started asking him questions about when he knew stuff and Trump was telling him things like, well, yeah, I mean, I knew about it at a certain time, but I didn't want to cause a panic. And, yes, I, you know, held back information from people and all the stuff he said mm-hmm. in this crazy interview. Now you're trying to say, well, if Bob Woodward was so concerned about it, he should have reported it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, he's a reporter. You're the president. And most of the things that he was saying to Woodward were things that had already happened. Mm-hmm. So even if Woodward had gone and told somebody, what was what good would that do to go and tell somebody that, oh, yeah, two, three months ago he knew this and he knew that? Mm-hmm. How is that going to help people now? People had already died. Things had already not been done. So I was like, what, what's the – he's just a, a shifting – a blame shifter, sure. a liar. Yeah. I, I don't think he could tell the truth. I think if he tried to tell the truth, he'd probably choke. Mm-hmm. You're right. He'd probably seize up and have a stroke or something if he tried to tell the truth. But that's what he does. It was a, um, I forgot what position she played. It was a lady who worked for Trump. And she said that's what he does. He put blame on this woman, and then he fired her. Or she left. I can't mm-hmm. remember which one of the two. Oh, I remember that in one of those hearings. Yeah, she she said that, that this is what he does. Put blame on him, just just discard him. I'm, I was just like, wow! Once again, yeah. you say stuff, you lie, you get busted. It's all on tape. Right. And his cult followers would still run out behind him. They sure will. Well, I saw this man on the news today that was at one of the rallies recently mm-hmm. this week, mm-hmm. and a reporter asked him, "Sir, I notice you're not wearing a mask." Why Why would you not wear a mask? Mm-hmm. And the man said, I'm not wearing a mask. And the man said, well, the reporter asked him, sir, why wouldn't you wear a mask? Aren't you concerned about coronavirus? Mm-hmm. He said, the good Lord takes care of me. 
If I die, I'll die. Mm. And then somebody beside him said, this whole thing is a is a fake pandemic. You have a mask on. And I'm not wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. I'm like, see, this is the kind of ignorance that gets people killed. Right. These are the people who, even if they don't get ill, they could end up being asymptomatic carriers right. that will go back home talking stupid and those people and call somebody else. Them in the store. That's when I leave out the store. Mm-hmm. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments what we're talking about, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press 1. Press 1 to get in the queue. All Man. right. It's so, like the wild, wild west out here. If you guys got any hotter topics than we do, please give us a call. But uh, we're going to take a little CC, and we're going to come back with the Hidden and Quitted Headlines. All right, welcome back to the John Party. Morning, host Papa DM here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. Don't slide. Hit it and quit it. All right, we already get about into that it. time. Well, you guys better hold on to your seats on this particular uh, article here. All right, hit yeah. One of the biggest deals in history. Um, this is out of New York, Milan slash Paris. Milan, darling. The LVMH, the Louis Vuitton Moet Hennessy, the world's biggest luxury group, has called off its 16, listen what I'm saying, billion dollar engagement to purchase to acquire Tiffany. On Wednesday after news that the LVMH would not proceed with this takeover deal, Tiffany uh, Chief Executive uh, Alexandro Bellagio held a call with employees saying the executives are in quote unquote wait and see mode. Okay. What they trying to see? <laughs> uh Tiffany's shares ended on Thursday at a dollar I'm sorry, hundred and fourteen dollars and thirty six cents. Before the news of the deal in which L V M H offered hundred and thirty five per share uh to Tiffany's executives. Uh, then Tiffany shares went down to like ninety eight bucks fifty five cents. Mm. So wow, y'all messing Did up things here. There, really? Yeah, yeah, they got screwed on that. Although I, you know, I guess during the pandemic, you're, you know, a lot of people aren't really wearing jewelry too much or being flamboyant. Well, I guess you know the so money probably fun. got a little short, you know. So yeah, well, I think they're also like you said, it's Louis Vuitton up. and Hennessy too. Right. Um, Moet Hennessy. That's that's the um, luxury oh, wow. group. They've been together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got the champagne, the the, the jewelry, right. Right. The, the liquor. Right. Well, they I, I still think it's a good buy, you know, because I'm going to tell you, you can't. Everybody talks about, you know, uh, K Jewelers or uh, a couple of That was a joke. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. Everybody mm-hmm. talks about the different ones that are out there that you can buy a ring from and all this, but. but uh, Tiffany. I think Tiffany's is almost like FAO Schwartz. I don't know if you guys know about the Toy Story or FAO Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Please, Kitty City can't hold the candle to that stuff, okay? Over in New York, they have one. They also have you set one down in Orlando. Over there, across the street from the Ripley's, leave it or not, the house was turned upside down. Mm-hmm. And the house down in Florida. I've seen that place. There was FAO Schwartz with the two little Raggedy Ann and Andy sitting outside. Mm-hmm. Big old toy. FAO Schwartz is unbelievable. They would let you play with the toys. They had airplanes you could just 
throw out your hand, they would fly around. Mm-hmm. And I'm only saying that because FAO Swartz up against Kitty City or Toys R Us, really. And K Jewelers or uh, mm-hmm. all the rest of these up against. Yeah, it's kids stuff. Man, when, yeah. I walk in, when I walk in Tiffany's, man, I just yeah. feel like the security. You got a whole different security's level of not even, Security's not even taking in. her eyes off of me. Man, oh, I was in, you got to put I, some I respect on that Tiffany's name when you time, walk up in there. And I swear, I felt like the security guy took out his eyeballs and put them on my shoulders. <laughs> I was like, "What the You're hell? Right. Why am I feeling like? Did. Why am I feeling like eyeballs are on my damn shoulder? It was crazy. Right. But that store is off the chain. Yeah. When you walk out there with that little aqua blue colored yep. bag with a little one. box, people saying, "Damn!" I'm gonna have yeah. to go buy something before that they box go, just, just yeah. so I can have and that. And the little bag. it is, the better it is. You yep. get a box yep. that big, yep. open up the safe. But they're not going anywhere. Yeah. They, they were, uh, let me finish the article. The deal yeah, would have been the biggest ever in the global luxury industry. Uh-huh. Allowing Tiffany to quickly expand his global presence and invest more money in spruced up stores and more new collections money, more money. without having to report quarterly earnings to shareholders. Oh, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Without. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get them coins. So they're saying Louis Vuitton um, could Louis use Vuitton. Tiffany to, to broaden its U.S. presence mm-hmm. and help grow its smallest jewelry and watch business. So mm-hmm. They were going to help each other, but. I mm-hmm. think when this pandemic thing, I think, you know, they start back. Yeah, they'll come back together. Yeah. People start getting okay. more flamboyant. Yeah, I think so. people so. ain't really, a lot of people now, they're not. They're holding on to You ain't got to do, you ain't got to trim yeah. your beard. You ain't got to put on lipstick. You ain't got to wash your ass. A lot oh, of stuff whoa, is going yes on today. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like the mutual stroke association. Anyway. They were trying to do. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, All right, well, moving on. We're supposed to hit them and quit them. So I got another one for you. Um. This is another crazy one. Um, a three-judge panel wrote that uh, 45's July 21st memorandum would violate a statute that says that um, apportionment must be based on the number of U.S. residents in a given district, which the judges said encompasses everyone living there regardless of legal status. And this has to do with the Trump administration trying to block uh, or trying to get an order to block the census from including illegal immigrants. So the whole idea was they said, okay, even if you have illegal immigrants living in an area, they are using resources and stuff for that county, city, state, you know, whatever. But if the census doesn't count them, then that city or that area is not going to get the funding that they need to support the people living in that area. So Trump's administration said, well, we're not going to count. We don't want to count these illegal immigrants because I guess they figured they're illegal anyhow. Mm -hmm. We don't care that they're living here. We want the census to exclude them. So it went to the courts, and the courts said, no, you're not going to get away with that one. We're going to block that. (laughs) They said, block, not happening. Count everybody. If you're living there, illegal, legal, whatever your status, if you're living there, you need to be counted. I know that's right. So that's the the short version of what they were trying to do. Mm -hmm. So this this came as a result of a lawsuit that was filed by New York Attorney General, my girl, Letitia James. Mm -hmm. Letitia James has been on it. Yeah, who was she again? That's that sister up in New York, uh, the New York Attorney General. Mm-hmm. It's a sister up there. Okay. And she has been on her job. You talk about being on the grind. 
this sister been on her grind. Anything that comes up that's funky, she's like, not on my watch. Okay. Not happening. So she filed the lawsuit. The courts backed her up and said, okay, no, you're not going to not count the illegal immigrants that live in any area. I guess. If that's their residence, they should be counted. Oh, she put the order through? She was the one. She and some other people got together and filed the lawsuit to block what Trump's people were trying to do to exclude these illegal immigrants. So that's what's up with that. So, yeah, it was a big victory, you know, for them because, I mean, seriously, the census is about counting people. Yeah, yeah, not who you are, just count. Exactly. Why are you trying to go based on status? Yeah, count. I mean, what's next? To say, well, if you don't make a certain amount of money, we don't need to count you. And if you're a certain color, well, we don't need to count you. And if you're, you know, of a certain uh, persuasion, we, we won't count you. You know, and if you got certain letters that are that you fall behind, L G B T T whatever A B Z, we ain't gonna count you. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, if yeah, you start yeah. allowing them to get away with I, excluding people, where is the line to be drawn? There you go. That's a good point. Really. So they can go and sit their ass down. <laughs> is that gonna be part of your commentary tonight? <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna. Say that. That's a good one. I'll have to save that for next week. Okay. Sit there, sit your ass there. <laughs> we got some hanky panky going. I got the next one here. All right, what you got? Hanky panky going on with Amazon. Uh uh-uh. uh. Report find Amazon's um own products are being flagged as fire hazards. Uh-uh. Three senators are demanding the recall of any hazardous product branded with Amazon's name. This is after a CNN investigation found that dozens of Amazon basic electronics remained for sale despite customers reporting the products had melted. Melted? Mm-hmm. Exploded or burst into flames. Oh, come in a on. Letter, in a letter to Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos. Come on, Jeff. Senators from Connecticut, Massachusetts, and New Jersey wrote that CNN's reporting on the Amazon Basic Products line showed how the retailer had ignored serious safety concerns from the consumers about certain electronics. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So Amazon Basics is one of the retailer's popular private label lines offering more than 5,000 budget-friendly products that range from cell phone chargers to kitchen appliances. But CNN found at least 1,500 reviews on the Amazon website covering more than 70 items that describe safety risks. So some Amazon basic products uh, became unavailable after CNN began its reporting, and at least four product pages were removed from the retailer's site entirely. Mm, mm, mm. Now, I can kind of grasp what's going on because... um, there are a lot of independent people that sell on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And they might go underneath a particular umbrella or they might go underneath this um, umbrella, Amazon Basics. But they're private people that sell it, you know. So, hey, i got to make sure I don't have any of those Amazon Basic electronics. Yeah, if you're going to get some electronics, maybe you need to go to Best Buy somewhere you can 
tangible. You can go back and take it back if something happens to it. You know, you can return well, pay, Amazon. Pay a lot more and get that brand name product. Yeah, sometimes it might be worth it. Yep. So that's what's going okay. on. Okay. So. That's like when those batteries were burning up. And the phone, right. Yeah, the those, phone. those cell phone batteries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, to me, I think they just put those batteries in those cell phones and didn't do enough testing, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, they're trying to be the first. like hotcakes. Yeah, they're trying to be the first to do this, do that, or whatever. So, yeah. And on a sidebar, that's what worries me about this vaccine for COVID-19. Mm. If, you know, you got all these companies, as they keep saying, racing to the finish line. They're all yeah. trying to hurry up and come up with this vaccine. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, I, I realize that, yes, we do need to have something. Mm-hmm. But y'all need to make sure that you test that thing correctly and thoroughly and make sure it's right before you release it. Because right. 45 keeps talking about, oh, we're going to have a vaccine by the election. You know, that's like, you know, the way you're putting it out there to tell folks, y'all need to get me something in time for the election so I can wave my banner and say, see what I did. Mm. Mm-hmm. But this is mm-hmm. not about November election. This is about doing what's right for the people. Yeah. And if it takes them until February, so be it. Right. But don't rush it just because he wants you to. I agree. Mm. Anyway, moving on. Okay. All right. We're on you. Okay. Good night. Hey, <laughs> over to you, Papa Didi. What you got for? He's fired up drinking cheap ass wine. Wine. <laughs> anyway, um, the DOJ, which is a. You don't ever buy any wine. Now you know what I drink. Oh, Lord, can we keep the drama out of my segment? <laughs> DOJ asked to uh, defend Trump and uh, his rape accuser uh, situation. And amongst all this, he's accused of rape. Uh, now, my, my oh, what I'm trying to figure out here is like, kill me now. I know that we have egos in this world, you know. And I know that you may like to slam like a dragon, like say you may either. I guess either you'd be a nymphomaniac or you're hung like a Shetland pony. Something that, that tickles your fancy and makes you want to knock boots all the time. But this is how Trump is being portrayed, portrayed as all the stuff he's done with different, the porn stars and everybody's like, damn, he, he was just horny as fuck. Always, you know, he's always being accused of something. What do you, when did you find time for all this? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got, what's her name, Melania? Well, he's not running the country. He got time. Yeah, well, sure not. Well, I'm talking about, <laughs> well, but this, some of this stuff is before he was president, too. He only been president for a minute. But anyway, the U.S. Oh, uh, yeah, Justice sure. Department is seeking to take over Donald Trump's defense. Now, how the hell does, let me just broke on that one line right there. It said that the U.S. Justice Department is seeking to take over Donald Trump's defense. The Justice Department is supposed to be the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Who's supposed to defend the people that's accusing your ass? How the hell? When the hell did the Justice Department start defending the motherfucking accuser? I mean, the person being accused. When, mm-hmm. when did that happen? This is ass backwards. But well, I'm gonna talk about him later, Mr. Barr. Mm-hmm. Off the chain. That's the problem. Okay. Now Barr, his boy, is the one that's stepping in and saying, "Don't worry about it, brother. We'll protect you, my main, my main man." They fist bumping on whatever they're doing, but he's. They're taking this over, and a young lady accused, you know, accused him of rape. And now I'm trying to figure out what the time frame of all this. He was old then. How close did you let this man get to you 
where you can say rape. Now, is this rape with penetration, or what type of rape is she actually talking she, about? I saw her interview, and she said this happened, like, in the 90s. They yeah, were in well. a store, and that he grabbed her, pushed her up against the wall, well, he, yeah, he, and forcefully kissed her. And then she said in the interview, and then he raped her. In the store? In a store. I don't know if they were in the dressing room or where in the store, but that's what she said. Mm-hmm. That he forced her up against the wall, she banged her head, that he kissed her against her will, and then she said, and then he raped me. So I, I, I'm I, not quite sure. You and know, then he said that happened. she's not even my type. But that's a picture of her 25 years later, right? Right. So The picture we see now is what she looks like now. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. go to show you that, man, he must got, his wife must be so understanding, so loving, so caring. I mean, no. she's so busy with somebody else. That she you think Michelle care. Obama well, would have felt for that? Well, now. Mm-mm. You think Michelle would have Michelle felt for all these different accusations? Michelle would have kicked the rock's tail. Nope. Who wouldn't have went for that? You know that, huh? Well, that's all Rock I'm still wouldn't be able to sit down if he had done that stuff to Michelle. Anyway. So what's the so woman's name now? Her name is uh, E. Jean, e. Jean Carroll. And they're... Uh, sound like three names. Well, <laughs> she was the E like she's some type of, you know. Oh, so I guess she's a nice lady. Mm-hmm. So what, is, what does he want from this? I mean, well, she well she wants to put it out there. She wants to put mm-hmm. to say that, but I mean she's behind a long line. Yeah, that's true. Stand in line, huh? Mm-hmm. But I think at some point though he came back and said a bunch of negative stuff about her and defamed her name. Of course. So I guess she wants him to, I guess in a sense take it back or. So, I don't know. Okay. I don't think she's looking for a cash settlement. Okay. No. I she think just it's wants something it be... else. I guess basically she's saying you're gonna put some respect on my name. Right. But then my thing is too, you have to look who's behind other people, and this is a um, political year too. So, you know, they probably dragged her or found her, and say, okay, well, you know, you start talking about Donald Trump, even though I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I'm just saying. You know, you got to. I mean, I did hear about this case a while back, mm-hmm. but well, I just didn't hear anything that came up. Right, but it's up. gaining momentum now because of, this is an election year. Right. So you don't know who's behind what. Well. But I tell you what, I have a serious problem with. Mm-hmm. If if the if the Department of Defense is that what they call it? Justice. Justice. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. If the Justice Department is paying for it, that's the government, which means that that's our tax dollars. So I'm trying to understand why the beep is my tax dollars paying for this bastard's rape accuser mm-hmm. situation. Because I'm assuming who he is, right? Like, I don't give a flying fig. This right. happened in the 90s. But I'm saying if he was just a regular Joe Blow, had to come out his own pocket. So. But I'm still saying this happened in the 90s. I guess. Even if it had happened while he was the president, so what, at least then I could see how, okay, I guess they're going to use that. So what are you saying? It should be I'm saying he more? should pay for his own situation. <laughs> right. You know, I'm saying, what am I But I'm saying, if, right, Paula? But the, but the <laughs> Justice <laughs> Department? <laughs> but for the Justice Department to pipe up and say, we got you, from what I understand, he didn't ask for Barr and his people to do this. Mm-hmm. They jumped in and said, we got you. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm saying that's tax dollars at work. Why is our tax money being spent to defend him from a rape charge? Go, go down to the White House and start protesting red wine. Don't tempt me. Go ahead and get your little sign and just go on. Oh, I will make a mother freaking sign. Because <laughs> I'm saying that's some bull. Uh, 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 uh. All these people out here accused of stuff, mm-hmm. and you're going to use my tax money? That I have no choice but to pay every every time I get paid. Yep. That's some bullcrap. Yep. I was I was start complaining. I'm just holy, saying. It holy, holy, what the hell is that shit? Exactly. Yeah. Mhm. It is what it is. I guess. <sighs> All right. Quickly. California wildfires. Ooh. This thing we've been watching this all week. This whole thing with the California, and it's not just California now. It's Washington State, <coughs> California, Oregon. Um, one nation uh, under group. One nation under fire. Every uh, Even before the peak of fire season, they have what they call fire season. A record three million acres have burned across California with so many blazes going simultaneously, whipping through the dry wilderness the scope of which the state of California had said they have never seen. On Thursday, yesterday, the August complex, they have, like, it was a bunch of fires all blending together. Now they call it the August complex. And this is a product of 37 fires all around Tehama County, became the largest ever recorded in California. Check this out. This thing engulfed. 471,000 acres. That's a lot of land to just be on fire. Yeah, it is. They say how it started? No, they still don't know how it started. 471,000 acres. And they were saying because some of the areas are so remote, you know, like up in the hills and mountains and stuff, that they can't even, the firefighters and stuff can't even get up there. Mm-hmm. And even though planes have been going over, you know, dropping chemical and stuff, they they can't even, it's like, it's so far out of hand. They are struggling. Mm-hmm. And they were saying that it's the, the fires are edging closer and closer to areas that are populated mm-hmm. around mountain towns and the foothills of the suburbs. Mm-hmm. So I just saw on the news this evening that at least 10% of Oregon, is being evacuated. Hmm. That's like unheard of. Yeah, that's a lot. And one of the reporters asked um, asked the person who was there at one location, where are the people going? And the lady, the reporter was saying, I really don't know for sure. Hmm. Because of the fear of COVID-19, people were hesitant to go to shelters, you know, and be cooped up with people because you don't know if you might end up with covid so there were some people yeah. who said they're basically just staying in their car. They wow. just drove their car out of the area where they said you have to um, evacuate, mm-hmm. and people are in their car with their pets and whatever belongings they could grab. Traffic is backed up crazy because people are trying to get out of the area. Yeah, that's it, very It's scary. just crazy. Mm-hmm. San Francisco area. I heard, I heard area. Trump say a thing about it. No, mm. he's going to probably wait until about a week or two later. Yeah, until somebody and then brings go it over up. there and you know how they do. We'll go take a visit. A photo op. Yeah. Now, I don't even think they're going to go in that area. That's just, they, they deem that just too dangerous. For well, the they said right now in, I'm trying to remember what city was it. 
It's not San Francisco. It was another city. Portland, I believe they say Portland in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Right now, Portland has the worst air quality in the world. San Francisco is burning, wow. too. Well, right now, I'm talking about the worst air quality. Portland right now has the worst air quality in the entire world. And that includes overseas where some people have some bad air quality. Right now, Portland is at the top of the list. So, y'all keep 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 well, those folks prayer. in their prayers. Yeah, in your prayers prayer, so they're yeah. going through it. Mm-hmm. They showed on the news um, from San Francisco the sky looked orange, like apocalyptic. Did they say how stuff. it started? No, they still don't know. They haven't even gotten to the point of trying to figure out what caused it. It's just so strange. Because of the heat. Sometimes it's been like fires, but sometimes, you know. um, Well, some of the temperatures in California have been over 100 degrees for several days in a row. Mm -hmm. And then you blend that with very dry conditions. Yeah, they need some water over there. And then all you need is lightning to hit some of those dry branches and stuff. And next thing you know, you got a fire. Right. All right, welcome back to the John Party. One of your Papa Dita, I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It is time for the cocktail of the week, week, week with Kettle. <laughs> okay. What you got for us tonight, Kettle? Cocktail of the week, week, week. Ay, 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 ay. It is called. The Rafa Tim's Cup. R E Y K A. Rafa Tim's Cup. It's one ounce of the Rafa vodka, or vodka of your choice. One ounce of Pim's. Uh, let me see if you guys know what uh, Pim's is when I finish the cocktail. Um, that's one ounce of Pim's. 0.75 ounces of fresh lemon. 0.75 ounces of ginger soda. Combine all ingredients into a cocktail shaker, except the ginger soda. Um, shake, garnish, and serve. And then top it off with the um, ginger soda. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys know what the, what Pim is? I do not. Papa? Mm-hmm. Come on now. Come on now. Mm. Is it a liqueur? Bingo. It's a uh, gin baby liqueur. A gin-based liqueur? Yeah, it was um, introduced by James Pym. Oh. He was a farmer. Well, you don't say. Back in 1823. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, another company acquired, Diego. They acquired it in 97. But, uh, yeah. They have different cups, as they call it. Like one, two, one, two, five cups. You all right over here, Papa? I'm sorry, one through six cups. And they're, uh, you know, based differently. Gin, one based in rum, and it's a liqueur, like you said. Oh, okay. Right. So, James, Tim, you guys got a history uh, lesson today. Okay. Well, cheers to Pim. All right. All right. All right. That's tasty. What we got next? What we got next? Oh, wait. The Cocktail of the Week is brought to you by D.C. Homegrown Entertainment. <laughs> yes. You can check them out at dchomegrown.com. That's our parent company. Thank you, D.C. Homegrown. All right. We're done with the cocktail. Papa Didi, you're on deck. It's all you. So what you going to do? 
you know, I was really shocked when I've uh, this guy in the party. Is that my, uh, my background music for Dominique? <laughs> okay. All right, Papa Didi, what's poppin'? You know, this gentleman, Barr, who is the uh, top cop, that's what's called top cop. He's the, he's the, the, uh, he's the attorney general. Um, see, when you're the attorney general or the district attorney, unless you're the main dog, you always got the word assistant beside your name, you know, assistant, assistant. But Barr is like the main dog of the whole world. And that's why I tell you, Trump will always tread with him. You know what I mean? Because he's the one that makes the decisions on breaking the law. And nobody breaks the law more than fucking Trump. Okay? Now, how is it when you get... How Trump must feel, he must feel pretty good when you walk in with the guy that has the master key to all the goddamn handcuffs in the fucking world. Okay? You'll never get rid of being being handcuffed because you're rolling with a guy who, who manufactures the keys for the handcuffs. Mm-hmm. So this is why Barr is your boy. Mm-hmm. He is your boy. I mean, if you look at oh, him, boy. he's always with Barr and he's always with your other boy. What's his name? Mnuchin. Mnuchin, who is the director of, he's the, the secretary of Treasury Department. Mm-hmm. Means he's the money man. With that job there, you got to practice how you're going to sign your name because your name's going to be on a damn check. Your name mm-hmm. on a check. All right? Mm-hmm. Just like Tony Tiger's name is on the box of Frosty Flakes, this man's name is on every damn check that goes out from the government or anything I do with money. So Trump got him in his right pocket and Barr in his left pocket. And it it didn't hit me until I seen Barr being interviewed by one of the uh, gentlemen uh, from CNN or wherever. This man was dancing his fat ass off. (laughs) <laughs> Every time they said something to him, well, the president didn't mean that. The president met the blah, 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 blah. I said, man, I thought Barr was cool. I thought that as a attorney general, you had to be fair and impartial for everything. Oh, hell to the no. This man is up Trump's ass, okay? And he, he was dancing. He was on TV with a, telling a different, well, what do you think? Well, this year was pretty obvious. No, nothing's obvious. Now, and, he, and he was he was like he was candid and you know evil and you know what I mean mm-hmm. with his beliefs they were strong and when 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 you got a top cop talking like that you cannot help but thinking about J. Edgar Hoover mm. who held down the same fucking job excuse my language I said that to make my story sound better mm-hmm. he held down the same job mm-hmm. you know phew, Attorney General is a phew, you talking about power. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! You got the power to put. You can point to Pennsylvania, a case in Pennsylvania, intervene, send your people over there, and sway it in that direction. You got the power, and Trump knows that he's dealing with the guy who has the power. He don't care about losing different cabinet members. You know, the guy that was one of his press secretaries. Remember the guy that uh, they were mocking on Saturday Night Live? McCarthy was mocking him. Sean, uh, what's oh, name? Spicer. Sean Spicer. All different people. Uh, what's the name's crazy ass daughter? What's, what's mm-hmm. the boy's name? They used to be uh, uh, Huckabee. Huckabee. Huckabee's crazy ass daughter with the club looks like her father. Yeah, Sarah. Just, just as ugly. Mm-hmm. And, and she's on there just, you know, they were a mess. Mm-hmm. But after a while, they all got out of there. Yeah. They yeah. did it quietly. Same with your girl, uh, Sarah. With the, Huckabee? The little, no, the other skinny girl with her husband's against Trump. 
Oh, um, oh, Kellyanne. Conway. Kellyanne. Kellyanne's phasing out too. Uh, yeah, they're phasing out. Yeah. They're like, yo, it's happening. They're out. like, yo, I'm not going. I ain't it's saying done. serious. I'm gonna still hang out with Trump. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I'm done talking. Right. I I have run out of lives for this man. There I have run out of lives. There you go. At some point, you say to yourself, you know what? I cannot lie for this man no more. This man is killing my race. I can't even walk the streets no more. I mean, it's one thing to be somebody's manager. It's one thing to be somebody's agent. But it's another thing to be somebody's mouthpiece. Every time we know the president did not mean that. The little girl now, he got long streets. I'm so he's splitting that tail. The little blonde that's his press secretary now. Well, oh, I don't know her you name. Ever seen? Yeah, I've I'm, seen her. I'm sure Trump fucking Well, she's a quick liar. I'm sure Trump fucking the dog shit out of her. Come on now. All the money and power he got, she's all young and sensitive. He probably tapping that ass whenever he feels like. Anyway, that's my penalty, let alone. Mm. But, you know, mm-hmm. she she's all, every time she comes out, no, the president did not mean that. That's not what he meant when he said what he said. Well, why the hell did he say it? <laughs> How are you going to just take back what he said in plain language? No, that's not what the president, the president meant that he was going, well, then you need to speak for the president before he talks. I mean, it's just amazing how people actually work for this man, and they got to turn their life into something totally different. You know, the guy with the never wears a jacket, what's his name? Uh, Jim, uh, the, the senator. Oh, that wears, senator. Uh, yeah. The one, is he the one that got shot? No, not him. That was another dude. Oh, wow. So the guy, he never wears a jacket. Jim, blah, 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 or Lee, Lee, oh, Jim. Got, oh, I yeah, I forget his name, name but he's he's another one, man. They, yeah. They're so put, but this, but the thing about it now, I'll I'll after this here. The one thing you always know, just like we were just talking about nine eleven was like nineteen years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, as old folks always say, and I was raised on old folks. This their famous their famous line as old folks. They always said, and this too will come to pass. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. Trump's whole situation, even if he does get reelected, because let me tell you something, they're thinking while we're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Okay, while we think we're going to go over to, you know, uh, Francis Scott Key High School and vote there, they got people right now in September drilling holes in the bottom mm-hmm. of that damn high school. Okay, right now mm-hmm. as we speak, because the schools are closed, you got Russians over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're bringing okay. stuff up, you know, every time you pull the lever. For for the left, it goes for the right. I mean, sure. there's so, so much going on. Some scandal stuff to me. As they say, <laughs> they are thinking while we're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And if Trump happens to, to flip the election because of all the illegal situation, mm-hmm. you know, the man's already in his 70s, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you think you're going to be strong and wise, and now he's trying to get a, a referendo for the time frame you could be in office. Because do you know that Putin is president of Russia until 2036? That was a law that he passed, and Trump is pissed off now. He's trying to stay in there like Trump is trying to change the law on term limits Hmm. because he knows his boy Putin's in there till thirty six. Are you serious? I'm. He said I'm trying to get some of that. He said, "Yo, this is crazy. We're voting every four years." He is a power hungry sob. And now, now that he has that, so Putin wants Trump to stay in. But China wants Trump's ass out of there. Oh, yeah, for sure. China's some shit. Yeah, why you talking so bad about China? Man, mm-hmm. don't you ever talk All about All those tariffs and stuff. Yeah. That don't ever go against China. China ooh, will wipe us out. Ooh, yeah. They will wipe us out. They are brutal. They yeah. are they're brutal group of people. And they're being nice. They're being quiet. They're being subtle. But, man, they go all the way back to the, you know, Ping Lee, you know, Red, red Square. 
Oh, man. I, I think he, me? Uh, he was sending a warning to um, Trump before when he was sending those missiles. Mm-hmm. So I tell him to shut the heck up then, probably. Yeah. Oh, that was, was that Korea? It's amazing. I think that was, which one? It don't matter. I don't want to mess with none of them. <laughs> yeah, I think that was North Korea. Yeah. North Korea was the one. Uh-huh. That was Kim Jong-un sending mm-hmm. up all those missiles. And now he's acting like he's in a love affair with Kim Jong-un. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. You wrapped up? Which, which is, you know, which I'll, I'll conclude with this here. As you, as you can see now, the way Trump is in bed with Russia, in bed with, and neither one of them, they don't care about us. Mm-hmm. They, they're they together talking about us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. I guess by 2020, 2025, we're going to take over the United States. Okay, as long as you get Trump in there, you know, when your worst enemy mm-hmm. is supporting the fact that they want you to stay, mm-hmm. there's something wrong with that picture. Yeah. Yeah. But your boy is so cocky, he don't even see it, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, come on, there's no way I'd, if, you know, I don't care how this person is dressed, how what kind of makeup they put on, how good they look, it doesn't matter, man. If a young lady gave me clap 20 years ago, I'm not going to date her 20 years later. It's not. It's not the thing, and that's the whole thing with Trump now. He's, he's, he's in bed with people that are bound to. They got something going on with that man. He's too yeah. stupid to realize it. Yeah. It's always yeah. great intelligence on one side, but ignorance on the other side. You ever notice that when people are in power, mm, they yeah. could be, they could be and smart greed, as hell. Greed but takes then, over somewhere. Yeah, yeah, but then, but the tightest ass walking by will. Turn their head in a whole nother direction, you know. Yeah, like my man, he was all up on his thing and everything. God bless his soul, but man, he went out like a fool. Sam Cooke, the singer, oh. went out like a fool. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He was. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, this man had stuff. He had projects that weren't even started yet, yet to be finished yet. Right. He had the world at his feet, but he was chasing white women in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And what happened to him in the middle of his career? He was mm-hmm. gone out Took of nowhere. Out. And he was the baddest joker going. Anyway, but we'll talk about that on a separate segment. Okay. That'll be part two. Bobby Womack ran up to the fight with the Right. Let's lighten it up. Yep. How about that? Yeah, how about that? Let's lighten it up. Just got it. Did you hear me that? I See, he didn't even hear it. Oh, no, I just look forward that little animated round of applause that you mm, gave me. Mm, and mm. Well, you just had it. You couldn't give me one yourself. I think you were talking. Mm, mm. All right. All right. We had over the red wine. Didi messing with me. Okay, we got some weird news for you. Let me tell you about this. Yeah. 62-year-old python ate seven eggs despite not being with a male for two decades. I don't know how she did it. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis. This is out of St. Louis. Uh, experts at the St. Louis Zoo are trying to figure out how a 62-year-old ball python laid seven <laughs> eggs despite not being near a male python for at least two decades. That's like 20 years. Did they have them on their own? Because I think we, we, we read something like that. Apparently she did. Yeah. Uh, Mark Wanner, 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 the manager of the herpetology at the zoo, said it is unusual but not rare for ball pythons to reproduce asexually. Mm-hmm. The snakes also sometimes store sperm for delayed fertilization. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So she must have held on to that for 20 years and said, I'm going to hold on to this. I might need this 20 years from now. <laughs> 
So it says the birth is also unusual because ball pythons usually stop laying eggs long before they reach their 60s. Mm. She is definitely the oldest snake we know of in history to lay eggs, Wanner said, noting that she is the oldest snake ever documented in a zoo. Mm. The python, which has not been given a name, how has she been there that long? <laughs>
Yeah, you might have a goat run up in your car. You might have to carry a taser or something, or something to help her. <laughs> mhm. Oh Lord. Okay. All right, Papa Didi, what's your weird news tonight? My news is um, we got this uh, runaway body money on the spot and all that jazz. Happened in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. They're having major windstorms there. It's going to show you that the global warming is just the world is split open like a wedged uh, lemon lime. Anyway, mm-hmm. a portable uh, toilet in Albuquerque fell victim to another kind of the uh, weft that uh, was weeping through the city with the strong winds to give it a trip down Route 66. Okay, virtual nice. video shows a porta potty rolling down a busy intersection. Of the mother road of all roads, as curious as the motors looked on to see what was going on out of nowhere. It was just wasn't no rain or no floating in water. This was just straight up wind. Mm, it just took mm. well the potties, those are just made of thin sleeves of you know, you've seen them. Right. And the inside is just a a couple of stuff plastic. I hope nobody was in it. Into a hole. It's just to me it's an outhouse with a you know, with a spin, but I've seen better outhouses. Anyway, mm. um Severe gusts appear to have uh, dislodged the mobile toilet from his uh, cables and forced it down the journey until it ended up on the road on the highway on from Chicago to Los Angeles. Okay, in that direction, I guess you would say. All right, several motorists and passengers caught footage of the uh, traveling porter party. Some social media users post videos of the traveling porter party to a song called Dust in the Wind, which is by Kansas. All we are is dust in the wind. Anyway, so that was uh, the move on that. No injury were reported or anything. But uh, everybody just found it really interesting, uh, and they just started seeing references to uh, Route 66, Donda, Nat King Cole's famous song, Get Your Kicks on Route 66. But everybody saying that, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, yeah. Sammy Davis Jr. Get your kicks oh, on Route 66. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, there you have it. I wish okay. I could find some footage of that. Mm-hmm. We'll have to look for it on another break and see this quarter potty rolling down Route 66. Uh, uh, All right. Well, that wraps up our weird news. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's go right into I'm Just Saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't get an intro tonight? Okay. I can do my own intro. All right. Coming up next <laughs> is the incomparable uh Red wine. She's wearing a red rosé lipstick tonight. She has a, a bougie uh, blouse on and a uh, leather lace push-up bra. Go for it. Red wine. Mm. Well, merci beaucoup, Papa Didi. <laughs> tonight, I'm just saying, what is normal? People keep talking about wanting to get past COVID-19 to get back to a degree of normality. I just wonder if they mean the normal behavior of going back to the status quo. Because for a lot of us, going back to that degree of normal is not a good thing. We need to move forward and get past that point. I'm just saying, what exactly is normal? You know, you keep hearing people saying, I just want to get back to normal. How do we really define normal? Do you define normal as the time, for example... When bad cops weren't hunting black folks for sport, would that be considered normal? Or how far back do we want to go to get normal? 
you know, to erase that kind of situation? Would it be like going way back before COVID, but in between the time when people started recording black cops hunting and beating black folks? Maybe that would be considered normal. You know, there's a lot of uh, situations and time periods that people call normal. Some people consider normal to be when women and black folks knew their place and didn't ask for much of anything and were willing to take the crumbs that they were given, and you better be happy about it. You know, they want to see you bow and scrape to get those crumbs. For some people, that was what they say was normal. And when they say, I want to go go back to when things were normal, that's what they're talking about. So I'm just saying, again, what is normal? After going through this pandemic, I question if anything will ever seem normal again. You know, we've adjusted to wearing masks in public, keeping safe distances from friends and family. I was in a grocery store, and I saw how now they have changed the the way that you even walk down the aisle. They got arrows where they want you to walk in one direction down this way and come up the other aisle, you know, come in the other direction just so that you're not walking into people. They want to take the flow of people like you would on the street when you drive a car. That's not normal, but now that now it is. It wasn't normal before, but now that's become normal. You know, we used to be able to shake hands fist bump, hug people, kiss people. Can't do any of that now. Not if you're trying to be safe. All of that now is abnormal behavior. So I'm just saying, you know, when you consider saying, I want things to get back to normal, what are we really talking about? People, a lot of people have adapted to what is now the new normal. But then you got a bunch of rebels out there who are fighting against what needs to be the new normal and saying they're not going to do it. They'll tell you straight up, I'm not wearing a mask. They tell you, I'm not going to do it. And then they ridicule those of us who will put on a mask. But all I'm saying is if you're going to listen to what the doctors and the scientists say, put the daggone mask on. I don't wear my mask out of fear. I wear my mask out of respect for everybody else's health and well-being. I'm just saying this is now the new normal for me. Now, the projections right now are that we may not see any kind of level of normality until near the end of 2021. Now, think about that. When we talk about getting back to normal, we may not see any kind of normal till the end of 2021. That's a long way off. And if they can get a vaccine together that works, we don't know. You got some people out here who've already said, I don't care if they do come up with a vaccine, I'm not taking it. You got people because of all the controversy and the rush saying, I won't trust it. So it's going to be hard to get to this level of normal again. So that phrase of get back to normal can mean a lot of things to a lot of different people. So just be careful how you use that phrase, I want to get back to normal. Because you could be agreeing with somebody else's version of normal that's totally opposite to yours. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, you know, what what really is normal? Okay. That's all I got for you.
Good red wine. Good yeah, that was good. What is normal? Ain't nothing normal. Mm. Oh. All right, can we kick it back to you, Papa Didi? Well, um, I mean, I, city. What's up? good, good segues for a lot of things. I can go in either direction of what I was saying earlier, or I can breed off of that there because I definitely have thoughts about where normalcy is and what we have because everything is different now. And you know, I feel sorry for the uh, the different uh, dating sites. You know, they must be suffering big time. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. nobody wants to, you know, come close to anybody when it comes to even just a meet and greet. You know, you'd be like, oh, Lord, don't meet and greet this person. It's like, it's almost like, it's almost like you can catch herpes standing up or standing still. So mm. the effect of that will be equivalent, it seems, to that. Something's going to do to you for the rest of your life or, or even kill you for that matter. But um, I don't know. Uh, just a lot of things that were said tonight spark up different things. You know, stories and, and commentaries and stuff we talk about really has to do with today's actions, you know. And I, I was looking at something the other day how, you know, I go into a neighborhood in New Jersey that used to be all Caucasian. It's called uh, Chambersburg. And now this has been taken over now by all Spanish people. But I look at Spanish with such a, a light with them because they have, they have their own community themselves. Just like when people say the black neighborhood. What do, what do you mean by the black neighborhood? Because all black people do different stuff. And you don't realize what black people do until you are black, you know. And the same with Spanish people. You have to, um, I was up uh, in the Jersey area yesterday with a friend of mine from Philly. And I'm taking him around. He's, he's just straight West Philly, you know. So everybody he's seen, he had his opinion. And he's saying it out loud and calling people different things. Yeah, you, you, you mix, you Mexican, right? Never call a Spanish person Mexican. Just don't mm-hmm. even get, let them tell you. They look at Mexican as being like one of the lowest on the food chain, you know. Mm-hmm. Mostly, mostly in the area I was in was big on uh, Guatemalans and uh, the other one, which was, uh, I can't think of right now, but, uh, oh, Dominican Republic. Dominican oh, yeah. Republic seemed to be, they kind of act like they're the most sophisticated, you know what I mean, the sexy mm-hmm. jokers, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to the whole Spanish community. And then you have the uh, Guatemalans. Mm-hmm. That's po- mm-hmm. their, their population is big, but you know you don't don't ever call a Spanish person Mexican unless mm-hmm. you find out they're Mexican. They tell you they're Mexican, but you don't want to say that with them because that Mexican is almost like you know the straight hood of everything. That's when you first come in, you know, over in the whole Spanish Spanish community, mm-hmm. and then you branch out. It's like when you fly over to London, you know. You may fly to London and just get overseas, but now you can catch a train to France and Italy and Spain and all that jazz. Yeah. But So you really got to be careful with Spanish people today. But the problem I have when I walk in the Spanish community, and I don't mind Spanish living around me at all because I don't think I don't think they're thieves by no stretch of imagination. All that stuff that Trump said, you lock yourself up right like you do anything else. You know, ADT is for the whole world. It ain't mm-hmm. to block you from anybody in particular. But Spanish people, you know, they, they they're hard workers. Mm-hmm. They they do maintenance, man. Those jokers that climb up on your roof and they'll paint a little red circle way to just climbing on four different ladders, ladder on top of ladder, just they get up and paint this little red ball that you want to paint on the top of the roof. Boom, and they come down and do it. Okay, I'm finished. <laughs> and he's like, damn, who got the heart to do that shit? Most of the stuff they do is that they show heart. Those jokers that climb up ladders, those climb up, they'll do anything. It's just amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. And God bless them, I can't do more respect them, you know. But the problem I do have with some of them is that 
they they feel like they are part of black folks. And I don't want to talk about a food chain, but when I was raised, you know, it seemed like there was a food chain on who was who and what was what. But some Spanish people nowadays, they're making money. Mm-hmm. Them oh, jokers yeah, yeah. got brand new this and brand new that. Yep, they get a truck They, in the they got a truck. They have oh, the well. best. Yep. I have seen some of the prettiest F-150s, F-250s. I've seen the racks where they're pulling their landscaping gear, where they got rider mowers, they got weed whackers, they got push mowers, mm-hmm. they got gasoline racks to, to fuel them up, you know, extra spare spare uh, lawnmower blades, and, mm-hmm. and it's just off the chain. And, and yeah. pulling all that is a brand new. F-150, top of the line, four-door truck, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you know. Mm-hmm. You've seen them jokers, and mm-hmm. they're making progress, but all you can do oh, is appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. But some of them walk like now that they have achieved that. They look at black folks like they have rose above us on the food chain, I call it. You know, that's just mm-hmm. a hypothetical statement. But I think everybody should just continue to help one another. And stop thinking because now you're doing well with your business if you're Spanish that that you're any different or you're any better because mm-hmm. that's not the case. I mean, we've, we've battled enough white folks for 400 years. We sure need to get into a battle. with. When I see Spanish people, all I want to do is just befriend them. I'm like, yo, man, I'm tired of fighting. Mm-hmm. And I'm not fighting them for the food chain, whether you got this and I got that. It don't matter to me. Just just be kind to one another, as your girl Helen says, although she turned out to be a terrorist. Well, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> that's all I got. Oh, Ellen. Yeah. Yeah, talk about my girl, Ellen. Yeah, we're talking about Ellen. All right. What's he talking about? She's probably bored. Could be. He could be. There's so much damn money. Some people act like. Yes, he does. It's like a mental thing. When you say that people have money. The biggest thing people want to do in life is be themselves and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes money and fame can restrict you. Anytime you just can't go out so and that's why like she, you is want that why to. she created the game show then? Oh, my God. She can do whatever you, the hell you get off. You're going to look, you, you look <laughs> on, on her face mm-hmm. when she's about to throw mm-hmm. some slime in somebody's face. Uh, she loves it. Yes, yeah, she, she does. She sits at the podium and <laughs> I have to pay attention to that then. Boom. Yeah, and the person goes mm-hmm. flying through the air. With a bunch of and they be begging for mercy. Face. No, no, please, please. No, no. Wax, wax, I have wax. to do it. Boom. Oh, All yeah. right, well, let's take a quick break, and we're coming back on the other side of the break with the Hollywood Report, Hollywood Wrap-Up with Kettle. Uh, All right, welcome back to the John Brian Winnie host, uh, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. It's time for Kettle in the Hollywood Wrap-Up. Come on, Papa. <laughs> All righty. Yeah. What's going on in Hollywood? Fire it up. What you got? What would we do without, would we do without information from Hollywood? Hey. That has got to be a business that will last forever. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm quite sure. Look, we're trying to get into the bubble, and I think we're doing a pretty good job of it. I think uh, so. Speaking of uh, a good segue, Regina King, mm-hmm. a, de- a directorial debut, secures her place in film history. Uh, Regina King's One Night in Miami, which premiered at the Venice Film Festival on Monday, created uh, Academy Buzz. 
Um, the feature is the first film by a black woman to ever premiere at the 77-year-old festival. Now, come on now. Why? why? It took 77 years. Isn't that something? So that's why I said we, we try to break that bubble. <gasps> Either you don't know it, he didn't care. <laughs> yep. Um, early screenings, um, critics uh, hailing the movie as well-acted a history lesson, um, captivating a directorial debut, and so on. So if you guys aren't familiar with um, the One Night in Miami, which will have a gala premiere on the 2020 Toronto International Film Festival, it centers around a fictional conversation between Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Otis Redding, that's your boy. That's my boy, too. I like Otis Redding. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jim Brown. Oh, um, yeah. The men have gathered in Miami on February 25th, 1964, in celebration of another big boxing win by Ali. Huh, interesting. So, like, you know, somebody's dream that these um, men would get together and what would happen. So, interesting. Also, another blackish spinoff called Oldish. Oh, development boy. by ABC. They can't get enough of this, can they? Old-ish. Old-ish. It seems the TV writing creator is working with ABC on another spinoff of his hit family comedy. It's called Old-ish. Um, and it will star the on-screen parents of Andre Johnson, which is Anthony Anderson. Um, in the series, uh, the two would, of course, reprise the hilarious roles as Ruby Johnson and Earl quote unquote Pops Johnson. I do love them. <laughs> They're hilarious. Otis would follow the pair as they rekindle a romance while moving into a new LA neighborhood uh that's going through gentrification. Ah. Interesting. <clears throat> okay. That's, I might watch it. I mean it, it'll watch be it. it'll be hilarious. That's yeah, I will watch it. it. It'll be hilarious. Also, um uh Mara Brock Akil, she signs a deal with Netflix. Um, she created um, Girlfriends, The Game, Being Mary Jane. Um, she signed a multi-year overall deal with Netflix to create new scripted and other original content. The deal comes days before a popular comedy series, Girlfriend, releases, which is tonight, on Netflix, um, the 20th um, anniversary. I don't believe it. It's been 20 years since Girlfriend. Girlfriend is 20 years old? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, the guy that helped produce it was um, Kelsey Graham. Oh, that's right. I yeah. forgot about that. Put up the coins for that. I mean, you got enough money. Why not? Shit, what the hell? So, remember they took the game off? They went yeah, I remember when they canceled. It was canceled on the CW, then it came back on BET because people were having a fist. Yeah, because people love that show. Yeah, and it ran for six seasons, mm-hmm. which was good. Uh, she also created Black Lightning. I think I've heard of that. Oh, that's the superhero. Okay, Black Lightning and um, Love Is. Okay. That, that didn't last too long, though. I, don't I think never I... saw Love Is, but I did see a few episodes of Black Lightning. Love Is was about her and her husband and them as being writers. Um, okay. Yeah, but uh, I think it. Uh, I think they took it off. But still, she created. So, I mean, kudos for her. They didn't say what the deal as far as the, you know, amount or whatever. But, I mean, that's pretty good. Netflix, hooking up with Netflix, that's pretty good. Yeah, you in there. Yep. Also, uh, Murder for Hire. 
Local police detectives shared the new details during this court hearing uh, recently. New information, if you guys have, haven't known already, but the gentleman from um, Sweetie Pies, uh, the son, he's in a murder for hire plot. He's oh, involved God. with that. I used to watch that show on yeah. uh oh. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, the new information in the alleged murder to hire plot that resulted in the killing of Andre Montgomery Jr., which is the grandson of Sweetie Pie's owner and reality star Robbie Montgomery, was revealed in the recent hearing. Um, it goes on to say that um, Ellis, which was one of the accomplices, um, is accused of conspiring with Norman, um, which is the son, to orchestrate the murder of his nephew using prepaid cell phones. Both Ellis and Norman face charges of conspiracy to commit murder for hire or murder for hire resulting in death. Now, he, um, Montgomery, the son, he was suspected of stealing $200,000 in cash from his grandmother's home. So, um, his uncle or his cousin was having some boys come after him um, to get the money back. But in return, he hired with this woman, Ellis, and Norman, but Ellis did the killing. She she, she hired a third party to, to kill the nephew. The insurance money they were off to get was $450,000. Wow. So they kind of got wind of her because she was depositing large amounts of cash into a number of banks, $9,000 in different banks. They just never can figure out how to do that and not get caught. Right. You best do just bury it in the, in the, in the backyard. Put it in. in a coffee can and sit on it. Yep, and sit on it. Yep. But um, the guy, Norman, he was unable to successfully cash in on the policies. And the life age, and the life insurance. So they said the agent too is facing charges. So everybody is wrapped oh, so up. They were all in it. They were all in it. Yep, yep. But how did she get? I'm, oh, she got the nine thousand dollars probably from the two hundred thousand dollars he had stolen. Oh, so, okay. Um, that was probably some her her pay her payoff. Oh, messy, messy, messy. Very messy. Yep, yep. And last but not least, the academy. Um, Awards, they're trying to, uh, quote unquote, uh, I guess I would call it affirmative action type thing. Mm -hmm. So they are saying that certain films and things, um, black, Asian, Hispanic, Native American, and so on, need to be included in these awards. So So everybody non white. Right. So um, this won't start for 2022 to 2023. So the 94 and 95 Academy Awards ceremony. So before that, yeah, y'all white people, y'all got it going on. But after that, we we coming to get you. <laughs> so, I mean, that includes women, uh, LGBTQ community, everybody. So, like you said, non-white. So. Well, wait, now, because women, that could be white women. Yeah, could be. Yeah. So basically it's all the non-white men. Well, well no, that's not even true because if it's the LGBTQ, yeah, that could still be white men. Right. This is gonna be tricky. Yeah, they just they just want those races to be, um, you know, representative. 
Okay. So you have to include somebody up in there. Nomination. So races and groups. Right. Because you got groups, because they also mentioned handicap, right? Yeah. They mentioned people that were, like, physically disabled. Mm -hmm. And then sexual orientation. And then gender. Right. And race. Right. So they're trying to. They're trying. They're trying. I give them that. Give a teeth for trying, but you got to do more. Yeah, but that's like throwing a whole lot of stuff at the wall and see what sticks. But somebody gonna get mad. Somebody gonna get mad. They're not gonna like it, so. Yeah. But that's my yeah. Hollywood wrap up. All right. Well, no matter what they do, just don't take my big handicap back it out of my room. <laughs> I think they're going to do that, Pop. <laughs> that brings us to the kissing list. <laughs> All righty. What is the kissing list, Papa? That's a group of people that showed their butt hiney over the last week, did some foul stuff, whether it was a week or two, or even we feel like putting them down there. The main was almost on that bar. Yeah. Him and then the quiet one, Manucha. Manucha. Mm-hmm. He got the lawman and the money man right beside him. And he, yep. He's prosecuting people for Trump. How does that happen? That's man. so disgusting. Boy, that, that, law, that law is backwards. Disgusting. He's the one to get raped, but he's defending the president. He's he, he paying for him some good money. I'd like to add. You know, they're all, they're all filthy, dirty, rich. Yeah. I'm going to tell you. When they leave out office bar... Mm-hmm. And the oh, other they're guys, filthy and dirty. They're filthy and dirty. And well, that's they're what rich. they do. They're gangsters from the beginning. Yeah. There's nothing. This is what I was trying to explain to some of the some of Trump followers. I said, man, I don't even want to discuss it. I talk to people on my job. I'm like, I don't even want to, I don't even want to discuss Trump's situation with with people that are like they love him so much that they they're hypnotized, mm-hmm. they're cultified. So let's put them mm-hmm. on the kitchen list too. Mm-hmm. Everybody that's in that whole Trump cult. Yeah, the Trump cult. They, they, they stand the there like they hypnotized four more years. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you want four ones, more and years? And what about the per- ones out there that got blacks for Trump? And the one dude oh, that yeah. spoke at the, the. Put them on the Yeah, top put them the on there. When they are in the Republican convention, this black guy, he's over there, yeah, and Trump is bad, 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 bad. And I would also like to add those black persons or people who always end up sitting right behind him at the podium to make sure friend. that we see them when he yeah. talks. Yeah, hey, my black. Who, like this one or two black people. Who addresses anybody so? as their race? Come on. How's my black, my black friends out there? Love me, they love me. It's the most I've done for black people. It disgusts. Oh, they love me. <laughs> I am so appalled. I cannot believe you were talking like that. Uh, no. But I just feel for the black people that are following his ass. They they crazy as hell. Yeah. You ain't got nothing coming. You really just, don't. They just getting paid quite well. Maybe that's what it is. Kanye, you let's put his ass back on there. He's crazy as hell still. You know. Oh yeah. I tell you, I, I think that uh, Kim Kardashian, you need to kick that ass to the curve. Quickness. I would also like to add the Trump campaign for running an ad on Facebook that said that he was nominated for Nobel Peace Prize. First of all, he was not actually nominated by the nominating committee. I think it was some Norwegian or Scandinavian or somebody like that. And second of all, the ad running on Facebook, Nobel, is spelled wrong. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's N O B E L. They spelled it on the ad N O B L E. 
Mm. So they got it spelled wrong, but that's typical for Trump's people, you know. Mm. 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 They're a bunch of unintelligent people, so they're on the kiss it list. And I also want to add all the people who booed at that football game mm-hmm. when the players were trying to show yeah. some kind of harmony and unity. They wanted to brawl. Seeing all this love and stuff, I guess they thought the quality of the game was going to be down. But then my homeboy came out there and scored a touchdown in five minutes. So, you know, that's crazy. Yeah, that changed their attitude real quick. Um, Also, we have uh, the Trump administration for trying to push that uh, law or whatever, change of law to get the immigrants, uh, illegal immigrants, not counted. In the in the uh, census, y'all are on the kiss it list for that. You know you were wrong for that, but you know they always have an angle. Mm-hmm. So they tried it, and you you already said Department of Justice, right? Uh-huh. For defending Trump uh, in that rape accusation. How do you do that? They're supposed to be protecting the victim. How the hell are you protecting the other side? How the it's heck are they mess. even in this? I don't even understand. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, right. Do you have anybody else on tonight's kiss it list? Um, no, I'm going to put them in the kiss it list. I'm going to put Louis Vuitton for backing out. <laughs> well, you want to put them in there, put uh, them in there. Tiffany D. Yeah. All right, put them on there. Louis Vuitton. All right. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? That's it. Well, I think we said Trump several times. Yep, that's yeah. enough. What we got for them? All right, we got a gift for everybody on this week's kiss it list. Here it is. Kiss my entire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. This world kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Merci beaucoup. Yes, merci Say Trivian, say Trivian, merci beaucoup. Mm-hmm. Au revoir. Au revoir. Oh, we're about to roll up out of here. Elisa, so. regardless of chalky guasson. It's time for the last word, Papa. Is that your last word? No. Okay. <laughs> What's no. your last word? I'm following you, Lee. You want to think you're an international... Uh, I am. Fucking... Uh, <laughs> See, there we go. <laughs> your What's your last word, Just Papa because Didi? you wear bloom, big old bloom panties, word, the best Papa don't mean Didi. that you're the best at everything. Anyway, my last word is uh, just watch yourself. Anytime Barr, who is the Attorney General, he is defending the President against a rape case. Now, is this the Attorney General supposed to protect the victim? How are you protecting the the excuse or the uh or as they say the unsub? Isn't it what your show says? 
the unsub. I mean, it's all the way around. It's backwards. You know, they should be protecting the young lady that accused him as opposed to protecting Trump. But that's your boy, Barr, and I just, just be careful out there because this world's a mess. The global warming now has penetrated to people. So everybody's <laughs> melting down like, whew. just be yeah, careful. Yeah, that might be what's happening. Drink more brown liquor. Protect yourself. Yeah, stay hydrated. Drink more liquor. All right. <laughs> well, my last word is, uh, you know, what I was talking about earlier about what is normal. Yeah. You know, I don't know if we're ever going to get to what was comfortable normal, yeah. but right now we're living in a new normal. Mm. So let's just do our best to adjust to that. You know, yeah. shout out to the folks on the West Coast that are dealing with this fire that have lost their homes, lost their friends and loved ones. That situation is crazy. And for people who still say global warming and climate change is not real, you need to shut the hell up. Mm. That's my last word. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. On that note, uh, stay woke. Vote, vote, vote. Um, check your local um States for early voting and please do it. I mean, people always say they don't have time to do X, Y, Z. Make time, find time. Mm. Mm. And one last thing, life is too short, so do what is important to you. Yeah. For all the little things too. Don't just go in there thinking about the uh, presidential election. Look at the ballot and see stuff's on there. You know, legalize marijuana, something like that. You know, do do whatever you feel is necessary. Don't just Going there and you got Biden and Trump on your yeah, mind. Yeah, check all those referendums. Yeah, there's laws that's going to affect you right there in your that. community. So look and read, read stuff over. Read, wear your damn glasses in there. You know what I mean? Don't go in there blind. Get bring when you go out of the car, grab them damn bifocals and, and do your thing. Like I said, stay woke. There you woke. go. Woke. All right. Well, we're going to thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Thanks yes. to the Pajama Party crew mm-hmm. for doing what you do. Yeah. Can't nobody do it better. Yeah, we're good at it. Uh, thank you to our parent company, DC Homegrown, mm. paying the bills, keeping us on the air, keeping the lights on, keeping the drinks flowing. We appreciate it. Keeping the food. Oh, I'm going to tell you, one bulb was out. No, I'm joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we'll have to send them an email about that one bulb being burned. But uh, uh, we're going to get on out of here, and um, we'll do it again next Friday night, 9 o'clock Eastern. Mm-hmm. So we're going to say good night. And we're going to bounce. Say goodnight, Papa Good night, everybody. Say goodnight, Kel. Stay woke. Okay. Whoa. It's Red Ron saying uh, goodnight. Bonsoir. Fist up. Fist up. Au revoir. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Aravatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, goodnight. be cool. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night.
Ooh.